Serious, what is the scariest encounter with a person you ever had? I was 15 and me and my friend were walking home from basketball practice when we took a random alleyway as a shortcut to buy drinks from a nearby store. We saw in the corner of the alleyway two big and muscular Lebanese guys holding this small woman down on the floor, squirming and covering her mouth with their hands. One of the guys was taking his pants and me and my friend knew immediately that they were going to rape her. Without thinking, my friend and I threw our sports bags at their head, rushed in and tried to knock them to the floor. They were too strong and one of them starting beating up my friend while the other choked me out. I for sure thought I was going to die, but the woman managed pulled his hair back and poked him hard in both eyes. While he was stunned, we both pushed him to the floor and I started kicking him in the nuts incredibly hard. His other friend let go of my friend and charged at me. But Madge, friend and I both tackled him to the floor and we told the woman to go get help. We held him long enough until she came back with several construction workers who had drills and hammers in their hands. We called the police and they came and arrested them. In the end, my friend had a shattered collarbone, a bruised eye, and a broken rib. While my nose had been broken, the lady had to know we never saw her again or those bastards. Scariest moment ever for me. And it made it worse that everyone in my school heard about it the next day. Editors to clarify with the school, we didn't realize how much attention that this would get us and it made us very uncomfortable because people were treating us like completely different people we just did what we had to do I used to work at a pub chain in Canada called Elephant Castle and the owners of that particular franchise were absolute dick who didn't care about their staff I've since learned that they have been shut down so that's something on Thursday and Saturday nights in particular it would get pretty rowdy because of hockey and some pretty good happy our deals we had this one regular a pretty huge guy who would consistently cross boundaries with me he would try to drag me onto his lap when i was serving him and his buddies he would grab my ass even after i straight up yelled at him and even slapped him once i begged my managers and the owners of the pub to ban him but that didn't happen the best they would do was to kick him out if he went too far which usually involved him grabbing me in some way he was always free to return the next day though because he was a good customer, one Saturday I was on my cigarette break, in the alley beside the bar, when that ducker sneaked up and grabbed me around the waist and started to drag me backwards. I immediately went into fight-flight mode, and smashed my head backwards, into his face ended up breaking his nose pretty badly and when he dropped me I laid on the ground and kicked up into his groin several times. When I had a moment to think, and realized who it was who had, attacked me, I took my lit cigarette and put it out on his arm. I think I did a fair bit of screaming and I spat on him as well. I was really really angry afraid and I don't have a very clear memory of the rest of that night. I guess the bouncers arrived at some point and the cops were called. The cops came and I gave my statement. The guy got arrested. I quit the job and never returned to the shitty pub. I never got a chance to find out what happened to the guy or even what his motivations for grabbing me were because I moved to Scotland a few months later. When I was in middle school I liked to play in the woods behind my parents' house. Not far down the road was a trailer park that was notorious for meth houses and drug dealers. One day I was building forts like a typical 13-year-old boy when this dude pops out from out of nowhere. He was carrying an R and asked me what I was doing. Luckily, him and I both knew each other because he went to school with my older sister and the three of us rode the same bus, but we weren't friends in the least bit. This kid he was probably 18 starts questioning what I have been doing and where I have been and I just told him I was playing building forts and shit. He takes the R and fired off a couple rounds in the middle of me explaining what I am doing. He then went on to threaten me and tell me how easily it would be for him to shoot me and how no one would know. He finished by saying some bullshit about how he liked me and he didn't want to hurt me. He told me that if I wanted to keep playing in those woods, that I should never ever go past this certain point or else he wouldn't hesitate to shoot me. I very quickly left and ran back to my parents' house. The way he was talking, 
I knew he was growing pot out in the woods. I never told a soul about that encounter, not even my parents. Now I wish I had called the cops and given them my story and had that bastard put in jail. But, the dude is serving life in prison now so he got what was coming to him in the end. My mom, two sisters, and I were living with this guy my mom had starting dating and was planning on marrying thankfully, she didn't. He turned out to be a real abusive piece of of shit. One evening, while my mom, sisters, and me were all watching some movie on TV together, having one of the rare good times we had in those days, abusive shithead decides to turn the power off to the entire house. After pleading with him to turn the power back on, my mom threatened to call the police. We had lived in a really small rural town about 30 miles from San Antonio and his response was well if I am going to deal with the police, I'll make it worth my while and shoot everyone off. You guys tonight, four of us bolted for the door and took shelter at our neighbors until the cops showed up. Cops show up and ask if we had somewhere else to go. We ended up all going to crash with the guy my sister was dating who is still very much a part of our family these days for the night. But that being short term, we ended up having to go back the next day. Was four years living there by the time we finally left for good. I was eight and walking home from my dad's office which was just around the block from our house at the time and a guy from the adjacent office starts following me and asking questions like, are you hungry? Let's go get pizza and we could go play somewhere if you're bored and he kept following me until my street. Our neighbor, who also happened to be a cab driver, was passing by and offered me a ride home and the guy suddenly turned tail. Our neighbor told my parents what happened and turns out the guy was a pedophile with arrests from another county. I was 20 before I was allowed to go out without supervision. When I was about 4 years old, I was at the pool swimming in the shallow end while my mom laid out on a chair nearby. No one else was in the pool enclosure so I was just in my own little world. All of a sudden, I feel a bump on my back from this inflatable raft. I was floating upside down in the pool. Only, it wasn't floating and bumping against me randomly. It was pushing me. Before I could say anything, the raft lifted up and went over my head. Inside it was a goggled kid laughing all crazy like. He drug me into the deep end while laughing and I was screaming. Suddenly, something knocks him on the head and rips the raft up off of us. Mom had kicked this kid in the head and yanked me out of the pool. I don't remember much after that because it was decades ago, but I do remember hearing that the kid was special needs or something. Regardless, that was my face-to-face -face encounter with drooling, laughing, goggles kid who I suspect was taking me to the deep and to drown me. Damn, that's terrifying. Similar thing happened to me, my sister and I used to go on vacation with my grandparents all of the time, and on one of these occasions, it was pouring rain outside, so instead of swimming down at the beach we decided to swim at the hotel pool. My grandfather was an old coast guard guy, so even though he was in his 60s at the time, he was still a great swimmer and could basically turn into a fish at the drop of a hat he used to always do a trick of swimming the length of the pool multiple times without coming up for air. But. Anyhow, we were hanging out at the pool when the solder kid asked my sister and I if we wanted to play Marco Polo. He was probably 15 or 16, whereas I was roughly 10 and my sister was 9. So I say sure, that'd be fun. Why not? Start playing Marco Polo, with him calling out Marco, and my sister and I shouting back Polo. It was fun, until he caught me. This kid was a lot bigger than I was, and instead of just tagging me which is what I was expecting, dude just unexpectedly dunks me underwater and holds me there. I was panicking, but it's not like I could do much. I was a particularly scrawny 10 year old, and he was almost a grown dude, but after approximately 5-10 seconds, I am let up and begin to basically panic my way to the lip of the pool. My grandpa had gone into full-on Rambo mode and was launching obscenities at this kid while swimming out to us. Apparently the older kid had been counting down from 30 seconds or something crazy like that 30, 
2928 etc. while holding me underwater and my grandpa could tell that I was panicking. That kid ended up leaving the pool almost immediately, but I don't think I've ever seen my grandpa reach that level of anger since. It kinda scared me, to be honest, because he's one of the most positive-minded, optimistic, silly people I've ever known, but still, who thinks it's a good idea to play a game with kids where the purpose is to drown them. Now that I am in my 20s, I'd be hard-pressed to dunk my own buddies underwater for more than a second or two at a time, let alone a complete stranger, half my size. The night I pushed my dad to the murder stage, for most of my childhood, preteen life, my father beat me on the regular, for, stupid things, like not cleaning my room, not doing the dishes, farting in an octave he cared not for, and so forth, around the age of 14, there came a night where he decided to, throw some dishes around in an attempt to intimidate an already intimidated individual, and then smack me up the backside of the head with his aluminium walking cane, I, snapped, hit him with a beauty square in the jaw, and he dropped to the floor, I won. I told myself, and then the surge of confidence, bolstering victory quickly went to pants shitting fear as the monster rose from the ground. With nothing in his eyes, he grabbed me by the throat and proceeded to walk me down our hallway, towards our bathroom, throwing random jabs into my face and head. He threw me into the bathtub and proceeded to strangle me, my legs kicking in the air, my hands beating, pointlessly against his arms and face, and he's nothing but rage and murder. And then he blinks, his hands release, and he sits back on his feet and just stares at me, as reality starts to fade back in for him, scariest ducking human I've ever dealt with. When I was about 12 years old the next door neighbor's husband started beating the shit out of her in the middle of the night, kicked her out of the house, then was holding the baby hostage. I woke up to screaming and crying coming from the bathroom as my mom and the neighbor lady hid. Let me in mom. I screamed, terrified. He's not going to hurt you. You're safe. Some shit along those lines. Mom won't let me in the bathroom. Crazy boyfriend now has broken a window and says he is going to come in and kill us all. We lived in a shit-ass neighborhood and this was in the ADS. The police said this was domestic dispute and wasn't a priority unless we knew the guy had a gun. For a good 20 minutes we listened the guy hollering that he was going to kill himself, kill the baby, kill us. Mom still wouldn't let me and my brother who was now awake into the bathroom the only door with a ducking lock. I would also like to point out this this duckwad had also, at one point, flashed his dick at me and told me I looked like I was built for sex. Remember, I was 12 years old. Anyhow, I finally snuck into the dining room which is where the broken window was and also where the phone was we didn't have a cordless guys. This was the ADS. I called the police and lied. I told him I heard a gun go off and now the baby wasn't crying. Three more minutes and there was like a ducking SWAT team on our street. That was one of the most terrifying moments in my life. When I was 15 years old I had a crush on a boy. A friend of mine had a crush on the same boy and wanted to distract me from him. So she sent my phone number and address to an older man with a history of questionable behavior. He called me repeatedly and told me he had my photo by his bed and couldn't stop thinking about me. I was taking driver's ed classes at the time and during class the guy next to me asked if I knew the person outside. There was an overweight mustached man at the window looking inside at me, but I had no idea who he was. I figured he was there to pick up someone after class. On our break I stepped outside and sat on the curb to drink a bottled water. The man approached me and told me who he was, and that he wanted to take me somewhere special. I was obviously terrified and told him to leave me alone, but he grabbed me by the arm and started dragging me through the parking lot. I was kicking and screaming all the way to his car, where he opened his back door to try and shove me inside, which is when a group of young men from my class noticed and started yelling for him to stop. The guy let me go and told me he'd be back for me and I said if I saw him again I'd call the police. He never actually showed his face at my class again. 
but I never went outside on break after that either. Over the next couple of weeks he made a couple of calls to my house threatening to rape me if he saw me in public. That period of time was horrific but he eventually disappeared from my life. This was the second man that my friend gave my contact information to that stalked me. She wasn't my friend anymore after that. On a humorous note, I take care of the elderly, and they can be quite frightening sometimes. I was working night shift and, received a phone call saying a lady was walking around screaming and shouting, Alright, I can handle this. I go on the elevator and I can hear this, woman screeching, these horrible death wails. I get off on the fourth floor and there she was, right by the door. I pumped myself up, I can do this, I can do this. She is walking the opposite way of where her apartment is, I try to turn her around and she just screams in a shrill voice that she can't do it, it's impossible. I gently put an arm around her and got her around. This woman is probably 90 pounds and is balding, has these wild bloodshot eyes, reminds me of some crazy witch from a game. So we are walking towards her room, she is screeching, her walker is making this uncomfortable squeaking sound as she is banging it around. I can't do it, I can't do it, over and over. She is repeating this in a voice that could shatter windows, hysterical, halfway to her apartment. She slams her walker down and whips her bony frame around. She stares deep into my eyeballs. For a brief reprieve she is silent. In a low growling voice she tells me, I can't go on any further because the man behind you says we can't. I pretty much poop myself. I run to her apartment. Grab a wheelchair from there. I wheel her back and go to my happy place. So, set the Wayback Machine for 1993, senior year of high school. I am out with a couple of friends driving around town late on a Saturday night. We were basically good kids, but we were relishing not having a formal curfew and just cruising around town for a little while. So, we take off from a light and the rear right wheel of my friend's car starts making an awful noise. We pull over into a left turn lane, the kind cut into a median, in an area that's not particularly well lit, and all of the businesses nearby are daytime only businesses, so no one's around. Turns out several of the stud bolts have been completely sheared off on that wheel. My buddy's a whole lot more of a car guy than I am, so he knows where the nearest 24-hour auto parts store is back. When Chief Auto Parts existed, they had some 24-hour stores. I think it came from being associated with 7-Eleven, and he decides that he's going to run over there and pick up the parts he needs. And by run, I mean, he's going to hoof it the two miles over to the store. Then, as now, I wasn't running half a mile, let alone two miles, so my two friends decide to take off and leave me with the car. My friend had a couple of copies of Computer Shopper on his floorboard, so I settled in to browse through and spec out a Pendium build that I had no way whatsoever to afford. So I am sitting in the passenger seat with the road on my right, and the windows open, because it's Texas. And even at 1 in the morning, you don't want to sit in a car with the windows up. 15-20 minutes later, this car pulls right up next to me. The other car was maybe 3-4 feet away from mine. Two guys in the car. Both lanky, loser Y, drunk looking dudes. The driver, who, once again, is just a few feet away, leans out his window and asks, Are you out here by yourself? I kind of slowly look around. There is no one with an eye shot. I've got no other answer than yes, but my friends ran to get some car parts. And they'll be back any minute. This guy grins super wide with this awful mean as hell expression, and asks me, well, you know what, then reaches his arm out the window holding a .44 revolver and points it right in my face, the barrel was probably less than a foot from my nose, my entire view of the world shrinks down to the dark hole at the end of that gun, the driver now gunman continues, I wanna kill you, kid, suddenly, he honked his horn, laughed out loud, and sped away, my friends showed up about 30 minutes later, and I was curled up in the smallest space that I could manage on the floorboard of the car among the giant computer magazines of the air. Seriously, you could hurt someone with those computer shopper issues.
I go grocery shopping at the same store at the same time maybe twice a week. There works a grocery bagger and once before has. He waited by my car to help me put groceries in my trunk. It threw me off and made me uncomfortable I get anxiety in social situations but figured he was just being polite and doing his job. I am a really shy person and my instinct is to be polite no matter how uncomfortable I am. Plus, and I don't mean this a rude way, from our first encounter I get the sense that he's not all there in the head. So yesterday I went straight from the store to my car, opened the trunk and promptly started putting groceries in. Out of nowhere this guy appears, and we engage in polite chit chat. He asks how I am doing and I reply but make mistake of asking how he is. There he goes off on a rant of how this whole year has been awful. How he dreams of killing this dog not sure if it was his dog or another. He lost me in the rant and also how watching people hang is entertaining. He's getting pretty passionate in this rant and is escalates to how it's hypocritical of how the justice system treats murderers and rapists and how it's allowed for Americans to do so in other countries when fighting a war. Note so that it's relevant to question that it's broad daylight and there are several people in the parking lot. I am an idiot. So I am just standing there politely and unfortunately he's standing near the driver's side of the car. Eventually after a near 15 minute rant of murder, hanging and chopping heads I wiggle past him and tell him to take it easy. I'll probably just find another supermarket. I called the store after work today. I let the store manager know exactly what he said to me, that it made me uncomfortable and I don't believe I'll be returning anytime soon, if at all. Without mentioning his name because I didn't know it, the manager seemed aware of who I was talking about. She says he lives with his grandmother due to his disability did not elaborate who she knew personally. She also stated he did not have a pet dog. After I expressed concern that he could potentially harm an innocent animal and she would speak to the grandmother about him. Manager also stated there have been no other complaints before about him and he worked there for a while. To be honest it seems like she was sort of brushing the whole situation aside, because she asked me if I told him that he was making me uncomfortable. Now, this may just be my opinion but anytime a stranger in close proximity of me talks about justifying murder and rape makes me a wee bit uncomfortable. I don't know, maybe I am too sensitive. However, she wrapped up the call saying she was sorry about this experience and the situation would be handled accordingly. This happened to me when I was 16, in Australia, where I am from. I am female, which is also worth mentioning. It was a normal school day and I needed to travel to the other campus to hand in an assignment. Nothing unusual. I got on the train and was almost to my destination when a strange man started waving at me to get my attention. At first I thought he wasn't even waving at me, but I took my earbuds out and looked at him. For some reason, I started to feel a feeling of dread wash over me, like something bad was going to happen. So I took in his features like what he looked like, what he was wearing, etc. just in case. Anyway. Back to the story, he asked me what the time was, and where I was going. I told him the time, but told him that my mum was waiting for me at the station she wasn't. I moved up to the other end of the train but he still watched me. I felt his eyes boring into the back of my skull. It was a horrible feeling, surely enough. He saw me get off at my stop and he followed me. It was not subtle at all. This dude was obviously following me. A guy on a bike got off at the same stop too, and I looked at him desperately with a help me kind of look but he didn't take any notice. I felt helpless as I walked faster. I had a school bag I could hit him with, and I was chubby and the man was skinny, so I could use my extra weight as an advantage. He followed me down the street a bit, and at this point I was doing a slight jog. Despite being overweight, I was also quite fit as I walked faster than most people at the end of the street. About 200 meters away was my school. When he realized where I was going, he kinda backed off after that. As soon as I got to school, I raised the alarm and described him very well I can still remember what he looked like to this day. Needless to say, it took me about a year to use the train again. I was traumatized. God knows what he would have done to me if he got the chance.
I was with a friend. This sounds pathetic but we were the toughest guys in our lower school. We'd had a few scraps ourselves and we knew he was number one. Like I said, sounds pathetic but we were kids. About 7 or 8 years old. As we were walking past the entrance to some kind of cul-de-sac of parking. Garages an older kid. Possibly 13 14 started talking to us. Friend whispered that the kid isn't all there and booked it. I didn't cause. I dunno. Fear. If the only guy I knew who was tougher than me. Was scared of him then I knew I should be scared. And I wasn't a fast runner. The kid had a dog with him. And tried to convince me to follow him to the enclosed area. Because his dog was. Magic and could do magic things. Even at such a young age I knew that it wasn't harmless teasing. And clearly knew the dog wasn't magic. The guy had an odd vibe about him. I nervously. Joked with him that the dog wasn't magic but was still rooted to the spot. At the exact time that the kid started to walk closer to me, my older cousin older than creepy kid happened to be, walking past out of sheer luck, beat the crap out of the kid, sadly gave the dog a few kicks too, and sent him on his way. He walked me home and explained about how the kid was well, known for being a creep, sexually abuses his younger brother and some other unconfirmed shitty stuff he's supposedly done to younger boys. I don't talk to my cousin anymore. In fact we really don't like each other, but I'll never forget the horrors he saved me from. One early afternoon I took the subway to uni. I was sitting down and looking at my phone. A man sits in front of me and he tilts forward. So our heads almost touch. He spoke to me, but I didn't speak much of the language back then I was in a foreign country so I said no and stared back at my phone. He kept getting closer and looking at me directly, trying to whisper things into my ear. It was beyond creepy so as soon as I could I got up and moved several cars away. As far from him as I could, I got off the subway in my stop, which was pretty small and not many people got off there sometimes only one person besides me, and I ran as fast as I could to the stairs. As I was doing this, I looked back and saw the guy quickly getting off just before the doors closed. I run as fast as I could and I got to the street using one of two stairs. So I was hoping he hadn't seen which stairs I'd taken and maybe, I'd lose him there. As I am running through the street I look back again and he's there, running after me. I was close to my uni, but I had to walk along a very narrow and, deserted street for a couple of minutes to get there. So I crossed a crosswalk right before the traffic light turned red for pedestrians. As I was getting into the narrow street I looked, back again and he had jumped the light. A car almost hit him but it stopped and he was able to cross the road towards me. I run through this only street constantly thinking he's going to get me and nobody will be able to help me here. I guess that gave me strength because I am not a fast runner, but I made it to uni. The door is very small and the first few meters are full of students smoking, so you can't walk unnoticed. I run past all the students and looked back one more time. I saw the guy arrive at the door, stop, and stare at me. I got into the building and went straight to class. I didn't pay attention to anything in class. Stayed a few hours, more in the library after trying to muster the courage to go back outside and left through a different entrance. Now that I think about it maybe he just wanted to steal my phone. But that's a lot of trouble for a phone that was in pretty bad shape. Also, I should have just ditched class and, instead of running through that narrow street, I should have gone into a shop and gotten help. But I was pretty flustered so I took the daily route and went to the place where I felt safe uni without thinking that could be an awful idea. Happened when I was 19, more than 10 years ago, but feels like yesterday. I was leaving my boyfriend's house at about midnight, and stopped to get gas. He lived in a town about an hour away from me, and his car was in the shop, so I drove to see him. I had to go inside to pay for my gas, and decided to get a soda. When I turned around after having my soda, there was a guy standing right behind me. I almost ran into him, I apologized, and he smiled and started hitting on me. I can't remember what, he said, 
but it wasn't crude. Asking for my number or something. I said thanks, but that I had a boyfriend and waited in line. I was not rude or mean, although it did make me uncomfortable. I've never been good at dealing with those kinds of situations. He didn't say anything else until we were both outside. He stared to yell at me for not thinking he was good enough. And Kat called me terrified. I got in my car as fast as possible and started driving. As soon as I got on the road, I felt relieved until a car came up behind me going way too fast. It was late. The roads were deserted, and it was a pretty rural area, so I immediately got very nervous. It was the guy from the store. He swung up around me, driving the wrong way down the road. He was screaming and hanging out of his car window. He was so angry he was spitting at me. I drove faster, and he tried to run me off the road, and I ended up on the shoulder. Somehow I was able to pull the car back onto the road. I put the pedal to the metal and didn't look back. I don't know how long he followed me. I was just sobbing and focused on the road. I drove faster than I ever have in my entire life. Finally, I realized there were no lights around me. I was alone. I have never felt so relieved in my entire life. This was many years ago, shortly after I had joined the Air Force and was in tech school. Since I wasn't allowed to be off base overnight, and my training base happened to only be a few hours from where my family lived. They came and rented a house on the beach nearby and had Thanksgiving there, so I could join them. That night, my mom and sister drove me back to the base and everything was like normal until we pulled up to a stoplight. I noticed a police car had stopped on the intersecting road and a cop was getting something out of the trunk and looking in our direction. I wasn't sure what he was doing. But about that time, I noticed a ton of flashing lights in the rearview mirror and an older beat-up car pulled up beside us at the light with a guy in it. Suddenly, several police officers descended on the car, seemingly from nowhere, with guns drawn and pointed at the driver. The cop who had been getting something out of his trunk had thrown spikes out in front of the guy's car, so he couldn't drive off. All the while, we're sitting in the car next to this at the red light. The thing that scared me the most was the guy's reaction. He just had a cold, uncaring look on his face. There's several cops with guns pointed at him in all directions and he doesn't look surprised, or angry, or anything. He just looks like he's out for a drive and hasn't even noticed them. I was in the passenger side, next to his car, so he was barely out of arm's reach as this is happening and it occurs to me that this is a guy who might wanting to go out in a blaze of glory or something. So, I drop down in my seat. My sister drops down in the back seat and one of the cops slams his fist on my door and yells get out of here. Now, my mom steps on the gas and we speed away from the scene. We never heard what happened, why they were after him or anything like that. My mom and sister dropped me off at the base and went back to the rental house. They said when they went back through the intersection about half an hour later, there was no one there and it was like nothing ever happened. I was a senior in high school and this girl in our theater club told me she liked me and thought I liked her too and had kinda pushed me into making out with her it's hard to explain. She already had a boyfriend at the time and I knew it but I was dumb and let my libido take over. All we did was make out, though. Flash forward to the next day and I get a text message from a number I don't know. Surprise surprise it's her boyfriend and he is pissed. He had already graduated high school and was telling me to meet him in front of some building near the school but I had literally no plan to do so. I told him that and he was pissed but there wasn't much that could be done. Flash forward to the day after that what was now a Friday and I got a text from the girl asking if I wanted to do something with her. She had apparently broken up with her boyfriend because of how possessive he was. So I again stupidly said sure and went to pick her up. I knock on her door and the door opens to a guy standing there. Not much bigger than myself but definitely older. And he had a shotgun pointed right at me. I nearly shit myself out of fear. This was back when I had a flip phone and I had my hand around it, 
but I didn't have the courage in me to call 911 or anything and I stammered my way through trying to explain what was going on to this guy I had no idea where she actually was at this point. And I got out my phone and showed him the texts from her. I would be a liar if I said I maintained my composure through all of this but he threw my phone back to me and told me if I came near her again he had a shotgun shell with my name on it. I got the duck out of there, texted the girl and told her to never text me again. I later found out from her sister that the girl is a huge drama queen and likes to stir up trouble whenever she can. Last I heard she had still been dating that guy but got herself knocked up by someone else at some random party and then the guy she was dating got arrested for threatening the guy who knocked her up with, you guessed it, a shotgun. I dodged a major bullet there. No pun intended. I used to live in the northern outskirts of Montreal, Quebec, Canada. I went to college there and used to live in the dorms, with my best friend. Well one night we went to the cinema and came home. Afterward, that was a late screening so we came back at 1am. As I was driving through the parking to get to my apartment, this black BMW sedan was blocking the way. I waited a minute behind it and then just went past it by driving over the sidewalk I drove a Suzuki Samurai 1988. As I was parking in my space, the black BMW parked itself a couple meters behind me but didn't turn off its engine. My friend was about to get of the vehicle when I took a lot at my rearview mirror and noticed that the car had followed us. I grabbed him by the collar and told him to stay in the car and I locked the doors. When I told him to take a look behind us, he realized what was going on and we became pretty scared so I suggested we waited a couple minutes before going inside the apartment to not tell them where I live. After waiting the longest five minutes of my life, a young man in a suit got out of the passenger side of the vehicle, stood right beside it and screamed at the top of his lungs get out of the ducking car before we ducking kill you. Dread and cold sweats immediately engulfed us as we realized the car was full of people and they were all waiting for us to get out remember that we did absolutely nothing to piss them off. So I did the only thing that I could think about at the time and I drove straight through the college property destroying the lawn in the process. I drove so fast that I jumped through a fence into another street not so far away. The adrenaline was pumping as I drove through the deserted street to get as far away as I could while my friend scrambled to call the police until he realized that his phone was dead. Strangely, the BMW caught up right away with us and I have no idea how it did it to this day. As both vehicles were speeding at 90 km h in a 40 km h zone, the other car went right next to my door, put their windows down and about 4-5 or five men armed to the teeth with AKs and pistols started screaming that they would ducking end us as soon as they got the chance. I went immediately into fight or flight mode and took Madge Samurai through a deserted park nearby and then into a bike lane which made us disappear into a nearby forest. The car couldn't follow us since it was too low and would have been totaled if it tried. When I had the chance, I went back to the main road about 5 kilometer from there and just drove until I parked into an unknown driveway of an house. Took me about an hour before I went back to my apartment and just closed all the blinds and hid for about one day. This story still haunts me to this day. Who the duck knows what would have happened if they ever caught us that night. All this because we went past them because they were blocking the road. Thanks for watching. Don't leave before leaving a like to this video. Also hit the subscribe button to support my work. And as always, have a horrific nightmare my dear.